What's up, boxing fans? This is Sides of Boxing with your host, JJ Sermon. In this podcast, JJ gives an in-depth analysis of nearly every fight, from undercards to main events. Now, let's get into the ring. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Sides of Boxing. I am your host, JJ Sermon, and on today's episode, I'm going to get into some important fights that happened this past weekend. Another upset with regards to Adam Kanauki, as well as Jono Carroll getting a big win against Scott Quigg. So let's get straight into it. To start things off, I want to get into the notable mentions, who are just some boxers that did pretty good this weekend. Some of them that I want to talk about, the first one is Anthony Fowler. He improved his record to 12-1. and with nine KOs, he got a first round TKO win. Want to shout out him definitely. Um, then I wanted to shout out Huey Fury. He got a TKO win in round three. He did very good as well. Want to shout him out as well as Frank Sanchez. He improved his record to 15 and 0 with uh, 11 KOs, and he beat Joey Dueco in a heavyweight division, a 10 round fight, and he has. A lot of great skills, man. He has great footwork, speed, body shots. I'm like, man, he he is he has some good amateur work that improved him to this point. And I'm looking forward to how he's gonna fight with bigger and better opponents in the heavyweight division, as well as FA uh, Ajabe. He improved his record to 13 and 0 with 11 KOs. He got a nice win as well in the heavyweight division, and he improved his record. Like I said, to 15 no, and he got a TKO win in round nine. So now I want to talk about two of the bigger fights that happened this past weekend. And the first one I want to talk about is with Journal Carroll versus Scott Quigg. Journal Carroll came into this fight with 17 wins, one loss, and one draw. And he had three KOs. And he was going against Scott Quigg, who came into this fight with 35 wins, two losses, and two draws with 26 KOs. This is for the junior lightweight division. It was a 12-round fight. And this fight was, in a sense, a big fight for both of these fighters. Both of these fighters needed a win. So whoever was going to lose was going to take a huge step back. Jono Carroll only lost was to Tevin Farmer. And that loss, he did a pretty good job against Tevin Farmer, but Tevin Farmer was just the, the more slick fighter, and he got uh, the best of Jono Carroll to win uh, in the unanimous decision. So, with this fight, though, this was a big fight for Jono Carroll to prove to people that he's still a very good and elite fighter who just lost to a really good fighter in Tevin Farmer. And he proved that. He did his thing. He beat Scott Quick really bad. He made him look like he was in a different class. He was throwing so many good shots. He was throwing good uppercuts. He was using that jab effectively. He was moving around the ring, throwing nice combinations, the one-twos. He was just doing so many great moves, and he was getting Scott Quick to the ropes. He was... he. It, it seemed like that Scott Quigg, like father time has caught up to him because he he definitely looked like it in this fight. He was a little slow. He was rusty, especially beginning of the rounds, like round one and two. Like he was just rusty. And John O'Carroll just literally just put his, put power on him, put plummeted him with, with his jab and with some power shots and just kept throwing uh, good combinations that 
Scott Quick couldn't keep up with. And it's like whenever Scott Quick would land something, John O'Carroll would come right back with his own set of combinations that would over, overpower Scott Quick's uh, combinations, which would make John O'Carroll win each of those rounds. And, yeah, man, it was just a, such a great performance by John O'Carroll. And I don't think a lot of people – I think people expected John O'Carroll to – to win in the sense, but not like that. Like in a dominated fashion like that, I don't know if everyone saw that that was going to happen. So um, it ended up going to, I want to say, round 11. And when we got to round 11, that is when Jono Carroll uh, just really started to just land some powerful shots. And and it really looked like Scott Quick was on his last leg. And so his his uh, his side, his trainer in the mid through the towel, because they just didn't want to see any more of Scott Quick taking the punishment because he lost literally every single round. So it was a good call by his his corner. They ended up uh ended a fight and now John O'Carroll he improves his record now to eighteen wins, one loss and one draw. And now he puts himself in a position to get a title shot again, man. He's 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 a pretty good fighter, man. He doesn't have, in a sense, the strong knockout ability. That's probably his only flaw. But some people don't need to knock people out to win the fight. John O'Carroll can win the fight by just effectively outboxing you, and that's what he need. That's what he does to his strength, and that's what he's going to continue to do in order for him to get a title shot, and again, and win a title and become a champion. So shout out to John O'Carroll. Fantastic job. Look forward to your next fight, man, because I know you're going to do an amazing job. And so now I want to get into the last big major fight that happened this past weekend, which included Adam Kanaki versus Robert Hellenius. Adam Kanaki came into this fight with 20 wins, 0 losses, and 15 KOs, which means he was undefeated in his campaign, versus Robert Hellenius, who came into this fight with 29 wins, 3 losses, and 18 KOs. This is for the heavyweight division, and it was a 12-round fight. This fight right here was another upset. Do y'all hear me? Another upset in the 2020 year. I'm like, what is going on? This is crazy. Like, I, I don't even know really what to say, man. This has been such a great start to the year. Just a bunch of upsets, um, some some great fights, some entertaining fights, some great undercards. The main event is always nice, but some good undercards as well. Man, great, great year to start off. And some big announcements, man. We've been getting Regis Progress, uh, Maurice Hooker, man. Anthony Joshua versus Pulev, man. Just a great Canelo versus uh, Billy Joe Saunders, man. Look, this has been a good first quarter of the 2020 year in boxing. And, and this is just another case where uh, a big upset has happened with Adam Kanaki. In this fight, Adam Kanaki came into it just throwing like strong punches. He He's a, he's a fighter who can throw. Like he, he fought Charles Martin, he fought some good guys. And he can really punch. And he, but one thing that is a negative, because I watched it when he fought Chris Ariola and he threw so, they threw so many punches, like over a thousand punches. Like he, they just, no head movement, just go straight into it and just eat the punches and keep walking forward. Now, in the heavyweight division, a lot of boxers in the heavyweight division can punch. 
So this was just a guy that got his number. And Robert Hellenius was that guy. Because in the first couple rounds, I want to say... Adam Kanaki was throwing more punches. He was he was landing some good shots, some strong shots on Hellenius, man. It was some some good shots. But one thing Hellenius, Robert Hellenius kept doing was he kept countering. Even though he was getting hit, he had enough strength to punch back. And those punches were hurting him. It was some one punch I saw in which he hit him, but he his elbow, it was like a follow-through with his elbow, and it hit him in his face. And it, it seemed like it affected him right on the nose. And it was just like a punch, and he followed through with it and then his arm kept coming down his elbow just grazed off his face and it was just those type of counters that just kept happening and then when round four happened like i said adam kanaki came straight at him just wanted to eat the punches and and uh, robert Hellenius hit him with a nice counter right hand and dropped him but the ref saw it but he didn't think it was a knockdown he might have missed it because it was just so quick and he just caught it a slip because it was water a little like that was on the floor in that corner where he where he fell so he caught it a slip even though it was actually a knockdown and then when he slipped um and got back up um robert hellenius came straight at him and just landed one two one two one two left right left right y'all know how to go left right left right and he dropped him um, when he did that with uh, with that left hand, he dropped him, and then he fell on his like back, and then I was like, oh, this might be another upset. I was just I was thinking, and then he got back up, but he was wobbly. Lenny Lewis was talking about he was like he was on buckled legs, like them Bambi legs. I always say when when the fighter legs out, oh, they got them Bambi legs. You know in the movie Bambi, and they barely can walk that little deer. And then when it, then after he got up. Robert Hellenius just kept on left, right, left, right, left, right at one, two every time. And it was just going through and it was just landing flush. And Robert, I mean, and Adam Kanaki couldn't do nothing about it. And the ref had to just wave it off because eventually he punched him so much that he was just on the ropes and he was just landing. He was just launching. Robert Hellenius was just launching. And then the ref had to stop it because Adam Kanaki couldn't see the punches coming, man. He was just getting smacked. And I thought it was a good stoppage, and Robert Hellenius won. And I was like, oh, snap. That's crazy because I don't think anybody seen would have saw this coming. Based on the the fighters that Adam Kanaki already beat, we would have definitely thought he would have got through Robert Hellenius. But he didn't. And now Robert Hellenius improves his record to 30 wins, 3 losses, and then 19 KOs, and then... Adam Kanaki got his first loss of his career in professional boxing. And it's going it's going this one go sting a little bit. However, I think that Adam Kanaki is a good fighter. He's a guy who still deserves a chance. We need to get out of this Floyd Mayweather era where we think that if a fighter loses that he's just written off because fighters lose and it's inevitable only a few select actually does it. And goes their whole career undefeated is not is not common for fighters to go undefeated their whole career. So I'm glad that that more fighters are putting themselves, risking themselves against good fighters and putting themselves on the line because that leads to better fights and that improves you. Because if you lose, then you go back to the drawing board and you work on your game and you come back and you try to improve to get a, get that win back or defeat other people to get a title, man. You just learn from your mistakes. That's what life is all about, man, is going through trials and tribulations and making it through. So that's what 
these boxers. I I I commend Adam Kanaki, but I just want more boxers as well to not be afraid to get in the ring with tough competitors and be okay if you do lose because it may be a better reward in the long run if you do lose or if you don't. Um, if you face a competitor that was tougher than what you thought and you have to step your game up even more by that. and Because these padded records aren't helping nobody. You fighting scrubs is not helping nobody because there's going to be a time when you have to step up in competition. And it's way worse if you step up in competition and get blown out and get knocked out than it is if you slowly build yourself up and then you just lose to the a guy that may be better than you but not but not in such a bad fashion where you can't get a rematch or you can't, like, it's just a done deal and you never fight this person again and they always got their they number on you. So that's all I got to say. I'm just rambling right now, but definitely a nominee for the upset of the year. And this concludes this episode of Sides of Boxing. I'm going to thank each and every one of you for listening all the way to the end. Be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a positive rating. And tell a friend to tell a friend if they're boxing fans because I'm going to continue to give our great content each and every week. And this weekend, we got Shakur Stevenson. He's coming back to the ring. We also have Brandon Lee and Michael Conlon on St. Patrick's Day. So stay tuned to that. We'll give you all content and God bless.